Hello, this is Peter Davison, and you're listening to Discussing Who. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Discussing Who. I am Kyle Jones, and I want to welcome you to a very special episode of Discussing Who. Why is it a very special episode? Well, we have an announcement to make. We have a Facebook group for the Discussing Network. This Facebook group is something that we want to use as a community so that the host of Discussing Who, Discussing Trek, Discussing Comics can interact with the ones who are listening, who honestly, to me, we're just the host, but you guys listening are the absolute most important part of this podcast because you're the ones listening and we want to interact with you guys. So how can you find the Discussing Network group? Simply go to Facebook, go to groups, and do a search for Discussing Network. Or to make it really, really easy, simply go to the show notes below, and I will include a link down below. On this episode, we are excited to have back a very special guest. I had an opportunity about two weeks ago from the date of this recording to have a conversation with someone who has not been on this podcast since episode number 85. And who is that? None other than Jessica from the Seska Says YouTube channel. We had an opportunity to talk about Doctor Who, Classic, and Series 11. And also, if you are a fan of other things that Jessica watches, we also recorded an episode of Discussing Comics talking about, guess what? The Walking Dead. And considering the fact that as of this recording, we're one episode away from the very last Game of Thrones, Jessica and I also talked about Game of Thrones. If you want to hear that, simply go to Discussing Comics. Both of these episodes are being released simultaneously. So it is available right now. And honestly, I think you've heard enough of me for now. Why don't we just come back and I will have Jessica back with me. All right. As I just mentioned a moment ago, I am able to welcome back for the first time since episode, I believe it was episode 85, where we talked about (laughs) the first Doctor Who December, and now we've had a second Doctor Who December, and we're another yeah. year, so welcome back, Jessica from <laughs> Seska Says. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am excited to talk Doctor Who with you, and I'll tell you why. Before we started recording, I sat down and purposely rewatched your series review, and I can't wait to hear some oh <laughs> thoughts about y- Series 11. So... It, Question. I want to start out with the overall. What was your overall mm-hmm. opinion or thought about Doctor Who series? I think that it was um, so new um, and just a really kind of fresh new take, which I really enjoyed. Um, 
there were some things that I liked about it, but there were, there was a couple of things that I disliked, but for the most part, I found it very enjoyable. I will say the one thing is that I needed to get used to the fact that there wasn't like an kind of an arc, um, for the season. There, there was a couple of things that, that, that went throughout the season, but there wasn't like a big mystery arc like, um, Moffat really liked to do. So that was a bit of adjusting. I think, but, um, for the most part, I really enjoyed it. I felt like there were a lot of really good episodes in there. You know, it's interesting that you said that because I am going to echo something that you said in your review. And for anyone listening, I will put the link in the show notes below. So if you can check out the full uh, review of series 11, along with all the reactions to each episode of series <laughs> 11, and you can also go all the way back to Rose and, uh, Watch all the reaction. But having said that, one of the things that you did say in regards to the writing about specifically 12's run with Peter Capaldi, Mm -hmm. there was a clear arc of where they started this doctor and where they took this doctor. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I feel that this doctor went anywhere from the woman who fell to earth to resolution at uh new year i i definitely agree with that um there was a moment in i'm gonna say it wrong the syringa conundrum that that one syringa conundrum. <laughs> yeah. um, Pating. where where she uh she got kind of like selfish that they were, they were on like a medical ship, ship and and she was kind of like being like well i have to get back to my TARDIS and this, that, and the other thing and like whatever. And I loved that moment so much because they showed this doctor with a flaw, with something that wasn't kind of not always happy and, and perfect. And I wanted more of that moment and I didn't really get too much of that going forward. So I'm hoping that we get to explore, um, this doctor, not just by, um, kind of saving the day over and over again, but you know, I mean, I feel like almost all of the with the doctors that I have seen before, they, they've, they've had flaws with, you know, um, except for 11. He was perfect. But other than that, I'm just kidding. True. No, no, I will give you I mean, I will I will give you that because I go back and I watch 11's episodes and I watch I mean, we've been reviewing uh 10's episodes and mm-hmm. you know, I'll go back and watch like the other day. I went back and watched Twice Upon a Time again. I have only watched the any of the episodes over again. I've watched Rosa over again. I have mm-hmm. watched um Resolution over again. And I've watched yeah. The Woman Who Fell to Earth over again. And that is unusual for me. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know. It's, it's almost like there is a piece of the pie missing. And mm-hmm. we've talked about this on this show and debated it back and forth. And I want to ask you the question, if I were to say there's a piece of the pie missing, what is that piece of the pie that you would say is the missing piece? Um, I, I think it's making the characters go through more on the show. Um, in the sense of like, because some of them have had arcs. I think Ryan had, 
a kind of clear arc for the season, even if they only touched on it every so often and, and things like that. Um, and to have them kind of, there's, there's a nice family unit that they have, but I don't think it's as strong as some of the companion doctor relationships that we've seen before, because that was more like they've been through so much together. Um, and I just don't, like, I, I really want a scene where, like, Graham kind of helps the doctor with something, yes. you know, because um, I feel he's he's lived and he's got great advice. And maybe the doctor has kind of a moment where she she loses her cool or something like that. And 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 Graham is there to help her through that moment or something like that and have like intimate. I guess I guess that's what I mean. Intimate moments between the characters, because I think they've had nice moments I think they've had some strong, and I think Ryan and Graham have had moments together and everything like that. But um, I think that's what it needs. Yes. For us to really feel a connection between these characters. Yes. And two of the uh, comments that you made in your review, you said in regards to the companions or her new friends, as they're calling them now, is (laughs) you loved the opportunity of these characters and specifically for Yaz. And I'm going to echo what you said for anyone listening who is a fan of Yaz. I'm a fan of Yaz. I'm just saying that I agree with you that the writing other than the demons of the Punjab, for the most part, she was mm-hmm. relegated to, Hey, Yaz, go do this. Hey, Yaz, go do that. And while she's yeah. capable, she was the go-to, Hey, you do that, this, that, and the other. Right. Yeah. So, I think they need to utilize her a lot more. <laughs> yes, I agree. And, and, and so here's, here's my question and I'm torn between these two things and I'm curious as to your thoughts. We've got four, well, no, excuse me. We've got three companions. We've got a, mm-hmm. a brand new doctor mm-hmm. and we've also got a new composer. And this came up for us when we were reviewing gridlock and Lee and I made the comment that the music that was played, this is Gallifrey and the face of Bo's music was one of our favorite tracks that Murray Gold played and repeated, et cetera, and so yeah. forth. Do you notice that there's not as much of a swelling musical score or does that something that you pay attention to? Um, I, well, yes, I, 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 I miss, um, Murray Gold a lot. Um, but, uh, I, I think he was very great at instilling certain emotions with just bringing back certain songs. You know, if you hear just, you know, um, Clara's theme yes, or whatever, you know, whatever it is, um, I'm just trying to think of one that kind no, of, no, Clara's you, ring, uh, you could not have thought of a better one, honestly, because you even had Capaldi playing Clara's thing right. in the diner. So you couldn't have picked a better example. And I do think there is something to be said about the fact that, and I what was not the biggest, I think I wasn't the biggest fan of it, though I do understand where they, what they were doing with it. Um, the fact that series 11 really didn't touch too much on the previous seasons at all. Um, they didn't really refer back to a ton except for maybe a side comment there and she put on the fez in one episode, and, you know. Um, but I, I think a lot of what, um, 
makes Doctor Who so special is the history of it all. Yes. It's been going on forever. So I, I don't think it's a great idea to, you don't have to bring back every monster, but you can maybe mention River yes. or, or whatever. I mean, take your pick of whoever. Um, I think, and I think the music, that's also like a part of it. Um, Maybe. Yeah. No, no, I, I, I'm with you. And, you know, I'm going to echo again something that you said in your review. It's not because she's a woman. It's not because that, that, you know, I don't want or didn't want a female doctor. It's, mm-hmm. it's almost like she was an equal companion to the group. And for a viewer, mm. it was like for me. And the more I try to process my thought of it, because again, it's not that I don't like her. It is I don't know her. And that's, that's, yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that I went through an entire season and I don't feel like I know this doctor. Right. I think that, I think that that's fair. I do think that maybe, I don't know. I, I liked, I, it's funny when I think about it, cause I feel the same way. I didn't feel the strongest connection to her, though I think she absolutely has the, I don't dislike her. I just feel like maybe the writing wasn't the best for her doctor and, um, where they went with it. Um, but you know, when I think about, I think about like, you know, Capaldi's first season and I knew who he was and I, you know, I, I love season eight. Um, it's a, one of my favorites and, and, you know, Matt Smith's first season was my favorite season. Um, so I feel like as much as I'm like, well, they, they still have more time and they can flesh out the character and, and her portrayal and everything at the same time. I'm like, you know, but the other ones, I <laughs> understood who they were pretty early yes. on. And I think, so, you know, I was sitting here listening to you, and as I normally do for anyone listening to this show, I come back and say, well, while you were talking, I, you know, I thought. So while you were th- talking, <laughs> I was sitting here thinking, and what I thought was, if I were the writer, you know, the showrunner, I think what I would do is, I like Yaz as a character, but since you had Ryan and Graham and their character arc was so integral as a part of this story. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been okay to have met um, Yaz, and I think it would have been okay for them to have interacted with Yaz uh, and even mm-hmm. have gone on one or two trips with her. Oh, yeah, I, I like that. And then maybe in and series then make 12. Her a regular, yes. yeah. Yes, because I, I think that would have I think that would have gone better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you had a particular companion that you liked the most. So for anyone listening, who was your favorite <laughs> new friend slash companion? Um, it was Ryan <laughs> or, or as I say, um, Ryan, uh, <laughs> whenever I'm like affectionately yelling at him. <laughs> that was proper. Awesome. I just want you yeah. to say. <laughs> so what was it about his character that just like when we were talking on discussing comics about the walking dead, you said that Connie really related to you. What was it about mm-hmm. Ryan that really related? 
Oh, I, I mean, there were so many, honestly, there were so many things. I remember in the first like five episodes, I just kept, I just kept putting my hand on my heart and going, Oh my God, me too. Like whenever he would say something, I'm like, I like, um, I like that he works very hard. It, it seems like he doesn't ever expect anything to really be handed out to him. I love that about him. Um, I also, I also just, I sympathize greatly whenever he's like, you know, we shouldn't, maybe we shouldn't go down this dark hallway or whatever it is, or like cave where there might be aliens or, um, but he's also just somebody who it seems like if anybody of those three are in trouble, he will like put himself in front of them. Um, there's a, a bravery to him that I, I really enjoy um, watching. Um, but I also think he's kind of smart in situations when it comes to, you know, maybe when you shouldn't, (laughs) I'm definitely the type of person that I'm not, I'm not the one that like is really interested in the unknown. I'm okay with the unknown being the unknown, you know, (laughs) as long as we plan for the unknown to be the unknown. (laughs) And I think he had a couple moments like that, that I was like, I, I get that. I, I, I sympathize. And just, I felt like, the fact that he felt so an abandoned and I don't mean that his mom like intentionally abandoned him but, or his grandmother. Right. Yeah. You know, but it was just, he, I think there's these kind of walls he puts up and, um, I really loved a lot of the scenes where, I mean, obviously Ryan and Graham were very, a very big part of the season and, and, uh, that all of that was really great. Um, but I also love the, the scenes where it seemed like his walls were coming down a little bit with Yaz and they just did it like once or twice. And then I felt like they forgot about it for the rest of the season. I'm like, wait, no, that's great. Like, why don't you keep touching on that? Because, um, I feel like it could be a really touching story for somebody who probably feels very abandoned in his life to find a family that's not going to abandon him. So interesting question for you based on we've pretty much talked. Yes. We've talked Graham. We've talked Ryan. So if I were to say you're the showrunner and the BBC Mm -hmm. tells you, you could only keep one companion for 2020. Who would you pick and why it's the doctor and one more companion. Who is it? Man, I'm trying to, mm. Oh, that's a really difficult question. <laughs> I mean, I selfishly would want to say Ryan just because I really enjoy his character. Um, but uh, I would tentatively say Yaz if they do something better with Yaz. <laughs> okay. I'll give you that. Um, and then like Ryan and Graham can like go off and be a family together and, you know, like it's, and it's cute and I'm okay with that. Um, but, but Yaz, as she has been written, I would, I, w- I don't think I would want to stick through a season of that. Okay. And, I, and I'm, I'm sorry to, to Yaz s- fans no, out there. And, and I agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> I'm going to say for me, easily, I would say Ryan is who I would keep. And mm-hmm. my reason for keeping him would be, I think he needs, he can teach the doctor as much as she can teach him. I think that that's very true. Yeah. So 
that's that's my if I could only keep one. So this one is going to be maybe a little bit harder or maybe it might not be. So taking this in another direction, if you were the showrunner and the BBC mm-hmm. told you that you must eliminate one companion and keep the other two for 2020, who and why? Well, if we if we're keeping two, then we're keeping Ryan and Graham. OK, All their right. connection is too great to hmm. break. OK. I, 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 I agree with you and I'm, but I'm going to change it just a little bit. I'm going to actually let Graham go to Ugh. home, but still yeah. be a supporting character, but, right. but still, you know, not, and I know I'm kind of breaking my own question, but I would like to see a better explored Yaz and in right. saying that pairing her with Ryan. I think. I think at this point, it is very possible that, you know, Ryan and Graham's story can be wrapped up pretty quickly. I think people say, I I think they they could go so many different places with this. And I feel like they're just great characters, the two of them. Um, So I'd rather watch more of them than Yaz. But that's the only reason that I think I would possibly maybe want to stick with Yaz, just because I feel like she hasn't been explored at all. and there's got to be some story there if they <laughs> made her a character. So um, yes, I'm just agreed. kind of waiting to see what that might be. And I, and I, I think I said in my review, I just, I, I'm hopeful that in the next season that we're going to get one where she really uses her police skills and really shines in the episode in that agreed. aspect. Agreed. I think that that would be really great for her character. Totally, totally agree. So what was your favorite episode of this particular series? Um, I think my, my, there was, I, honestly, I'm, I'm not going to lie. There was quite a few that I really, really liked. Um, but I think it was the, the, it takes you away. Ah, okay. Interesting. That, um, that was, uh, I just adored that entire episode. Um, I don't know how I felt about the frog, but you know, I'll, I'll be, I'm okay with the frog if, you know, with the rest of the episode. Um, I do think that they kind of missed an opportunity of maybe making it somebody important to the doctor. Um, but, uh, I really loved the message of the fact that, um, you know, it's, it's just a metaphor for grief, And as much as, you know, when you lose somebody, you want to be there for the people that you love, but maybe you're not because you're, you know, I I just really loved the idea of that with the, with the dad and the daughter and the fact that he wasn't really there for her because he was so wrapped up in what he lost. Um, I think that that's true of just people in, you know, just life in general. If we lose somebody, we kind of get wrapped up and. Wow. In that person. You know, it's interesting. I'd never thought of that until you said that. And <laughs> it made me think of Ryan's dad was basically going in a different direction, but going mm-hmm. through something quite similar to what the father in this particular episode was going yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think there, there were definitely themes in the season. So I don't want to say that there wasn't like any sort of arc in that sense. Um, but there just wasn't a big plot line arc, I guess. But I, I really think that, um, 
there was a big theme of abandonment and why that happens and exploring that. And I think it, it takes you away, did a really great job of showcasing that. So for me, if I were to say what my favorite, you know, having a little bit of time since we've watched the series, I'm still going to say Rosa would have been yeah. my mm-hmm. favorite, mainly because um, for me and one of my other co-hosts were both Mississippi and yeah. one of the other co-hosts, Lee, while he lives in North Carolina, he is from originally Alabama. So we in different age groups lived in that era or shortly thereafter. And I swear mm-hmm. that was one of the mo- few times in Doctor Who that it literally took my breath away at the beginning with the slap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, so it was a very powerful and very thoughtful episode that I think they executed brilliantly. I, yes. And I I really love, well, I don't know if love is the correct term, but just the fact that they even showcased the doctor being kind of silent and uncomfortable in some scenes out in public. Um, Whereas I feel like the doctor tends to be pretty preachy. (laughs) in a lot of maybe situations, but it, and it just kind of brought up the, the, the magnitude of how it was. Um, not that I, I, you know, not that I was there or anything, but you know, I, that I think that it really brought kind of a very serious note to the episode. Um, I think it was, I think that the scene that sticks out to me, it was just when they were um, sitting down to eat, um, that I feel like it was, um, although Ryan had a good comeback in that scene. I remember, Very but, good comeback. Yeah. But, but it, it still felt so uncomfortable, just the entire scene. Yes. And yeah. all the actors and the, you know, across the board. And I mm-hmm. love, particularly, we, you know, we've, so I'm going to give Yaz a praise here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, her comment that she said, which was something I think viewers were probably wondering is where does she sit on the bus? You know, when she asked that question and yeah. it, it seemed so profound, but mm-hmm. if you put her in that situation, where do I go? Where, where, do, where, do, what yeah. applies to me? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love, um, that episode was phenomenal. And, um, I think just the, I, and just the thing of, of, at the end with Graham having to be kind of the one, um, or the, the, the person that kind of made it all happen and stuff was really yes heartbreaking. And if you add in the layer of knowing that his wife, his recently deceased wife was yeah. also not per se African American, but of uh black descent for British and I don't want to say the wrong, you know, word, but uh, you yeah. get my point. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, and, and considering the the young man that he's saying is his grandson is yeah. also of the same national or ethnic origin, I should say. So I've really felt for him on so yeah. many levels. Oh yeah. I mean it was just I think that they did such a wonderful job. Um, and I, and I liked kind of the, the discussion of it's, it's small moments yes. that have kind of a, an effect on everything. So I have a couple of more questions before we wrap up. And one of them is one about 
a character that has been with the show since its beginning, and it's not the Doctor in uh, 1963, which is the TARDIS. <laughs> what did yes. you think of the new TARDIS console room? I think it's okay. Um, I I kind of miss the homey vibe of Capaldi's. <laughs> Yeah. Um, there's something really, uh, that I really liked about that. Um, and, but it's okay because it doesn't, I don't know. I feel like this TARDIS team or whatever you'd like to call them uh, kind of constantly go out on adventures. We don't really see them like living in the TARDIS too much, which we have kind of more with other companions or like, I feel like Amy and Rory had their own room and yes. they were, you know what I mean? So, Well, you had so many others, even back in the classic, you had so many others that you would actually see them in their rooms to me. And I'm going oh, to, that's uh, exciting. I'm going to, oh, spoilers. Um, well, that's okay. <laughs> um, well, you've seen, and we'll get to that ju in just a minute, but um, I will say this and I'll channel my, or try to channel my best second doctor in saying, Oh, they've redecorated and I don't like it. <laughs> I do not like it. I, I, it just seems yeah. cramped to me. Mm. I, I, I love, I love the hexagon things. I love the door, but that whole, the crystal pillars and the way they kind of mm. just, uh, go over the, uh, top. Me personally, I just kind of don't like it. So, yeah, I, it's, I, I understand it was, um, I think it's always exciting to see a new TARDIS like interior and everything. Um, and I think it was still like an exciting moment when that happened and everything, but it's, it's probably not my favorite, but. But you're right. They yeah. don't, they, um, they don't use it as a home. That's, it's more of a, Travel yeah. device. So Right. All right. So three wishes for series twelve in twenty twenty. Mm. <laughs> um oh man. I would like to see do I I mean to be completely honest, I would like to see a companion return. Okay. To see the doctor or just a regular character. I don't, doesn't need to be a former companion. Um, but to see this doctor interact with a previous, Agreed. but I think that's just my, uh, need for like the nostalgia of the show. And to, so, so maybe something like, I don't really have a, a pick of who, but uh, just anybody. Um, it's almost that, an acknowledgement, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Totally agree. I think because I think. Um, maybe for me that the, the issue is, is that maybe the doctor's companions don't really know how much she's lived yes. and what she's gone through. And I'd love for them to get that perspective also for the doctor to just have a nice moment. So even if, it, I mean, take your pick of who, um, there's, there's plenty of, I mean, I, I would, I have said for a long time that if they can, it could be a Christmas special, it could be whatever, but I would love it if they brought Mickey and Martha back. Oh, that would be cool. For just one episode and just like a, like a good adventure episode. And, you know, um, 
but uh, yeah, I've been wanting that for a while. <laughs> mm, that would be that would be very cool. And somebody else that I would like to see, I would, and this could be a Christmas episode too. I wouldn't mind seeing Jack back. Oh, that would be great. And yeah. Jack could really, you know, play off some, make some jokes about, hey, oh, Doctor, you've really changed, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think for sure there's, um, there's so much potential. And I feel like, you know, even if it's somebody, I, I mean, there's, there's so many, um, just people that even the doctor has just, even if it wasn't like a, an official companion or anything. Um, so that's, that's a big thing for me, I would probably say. Um, and then, um, Kind of what I was talking about before. I think that would be another wish of just more intimate interactions between the characters. I would really like that. And um, I don't know. More episodes. Yeah. <laughs> How about I that? Mean, yeah, that would be that would be great. I, I think um, I'm trying to think of like something that I would really like to happen. But I, I honestly, it would probably the third thing would probably be just like showing the Doctor's flaws a little bit, fleshing her out a bit more. Cool. And yeah. Cool. Well, last question. And the last question is going to be, you are now reacting to classic Doctor Who and you are Mm -hmm. in first Doctor era. And going in order. (laughs) Your, your nickname for him, which I totally love, you describe him as (laughs) what? Um, well, I don't, I don't know if there's like a particular nickname, but I, he is like the sassy doctor. Yes, that's it. That was what (laughs) I was going for. So what is it about doctor number one that you find sassy? He is so, I don't, he just cannot help himself to like, you know, throw shade or like, just these like zingers at people. I, I swear, it's just, it's so funny to me, um, that he, and he also has the whole like grumpy old man down, like that whole vibe really, really well. But he just, whenever he has, I feel like if anybody is slightly pissing him off or slightly just not agreeing with him or going with his way, the, he just can cut them with words. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. And, inter- and I love it. I love every second of it. And interestingly enough, he cuts the three companions, especially Susan, mm-hmm. more than anybody. Yeah. I, oh my, it's just, I, I am thoroughly enjoying the first doctor. Um, there, there's a part of me that's a little nervous, you know, um, that going into classic who with new doctors and new companions. And if I don't like a particular doctor, it might be tough to get through. I have no idea. I guess we'll see. Um, but I am so happy that I love the first doctor and, and the companions, you know, so far, (laughs) what I am most excited for you about is being able to see this, in reverse and, you know, starting with 2005, because you actually mirror Clarence a little bit in this, which is when we go back and re- re- revisit, even though he had seen some of the classic whenever he was younger, mm-hmm. going back 
and seeing a classic episode and now having the context yeah. that you will have, you're going to have the same thing and you're going to think, oh, well, this little bitty thing that you just might hear them talk about in episode or story, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, they actually talked about that in season two or three or, you know, of the current one. So I think yeah. that's going to be really fun for you going forward. I'm, I'm really excited and I've enjoyed it. I really didn't know what to, so I've seen all of the first season, um, of classic who, and I've, I've, I've liked every single story that I've watched. And I thought that there would be at least one that I was like, that was tough. Mm. It was tough to get there. You know, know, (laughs) I think once you get over the production value is different, Mm -hmm. you know, I will give you one piece of advice, and this was something that I learned uh, back when I first started reviewing, uh, you know, uh, TV shows or whatever. And someone told me, when you're reviewing, if you're watching something that is not made current, picture the time that it was made in. And Mm -hmm. was it for the day that it was? Was the production value the same as, right. what, you know, so see it in the year, see it in 1964, 63, 70, 75, 85, or whenever it may be, you, you know, and I had to learn that. So that would be some advice yes. that I would give you, which I think just from watching your reactions, you've already got that. I think, oh, I think you have to have the right approach with Classic Who. Um, I think. I think the characters are phenomenal and the writing is really good and you, you got it, everything else you sort of take with it and have fun with it. You know, some of it's pretty hilarious, the, the, the effects that they have and everything. And I haven't gotten any hate for, you know, having a bit of a laugh at some stuff. And, um, because I think I also still really appreciate it. I'm not like treating it like it's a joke or anything like that. It's just, some of the effects are pretty funny. I mean, they really so, are. So I'm going to give you, and I'm going to, and I won't tell you which doctor, what story, but there is, speaking of effects, there is an episode that you will get to at some point that mm-hmm. is an episode with someone that is obviously a human dressed up in a dinosaur costume. <gasps> and oh the person is like, in the dinosaur costume, kind of pe- it looks like they're peeping around this wall, and I'm like, oh, and I, it's literally you will die laughing. Oh my god! So just, I mean, I also just really love dinosaurs, so that's perfect. <laughs> you're going, you're going to love that because it is, it is oh, so. Imagine a, I think it was a speckled look. Imagine a speckled looking Barney fighting. Um, the unit people. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't. I, I'm our, very our excited. People, I should say. Yeah. I, I'm very, very excited. So there, um, I, I have said that, you know, like the effects don't honestly, what it takes me a little bit more to, to get used to are the, the like fight scenes <laughs> Yes. that happen because I, but I also have to say, cause I watched, uh, the Aztecs, which those were the ones with that, that had, um, a couple of, if you'd like to call them fight scenes. <laughs> um, and what the problem was, is I was watching that in the midst of also watching the end of Daredevil season three, okay, which is like some of the best fight scenes, 
you're ever going to see. And I'm just like, and then just going back and forth. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't take this it. Is, it's, too, it's not. So I, I think that stuff like that is a little bit, um, tougher for me to get through than, you know, if there's like a weird costume or, or so, anything like that. So one other thing, and I think you've had to deal with this too, that I have to uh, condition my brain for, especially in the early episodes with the first doctor is the acting style back then was so different and mm-hmm. so much more melodramatic and yes. specifically Susan. Well, <laughs> Susan, <laughs> I think somebody should make a compilation of me like <laughs> having an issue with Susan screaming all the time. <laughs> so when did Susan not scream? She was pretty good in the sensorites. Yes. Uh, funny that you said that because I, th- th- I watched some of that this afternoon, your reaction. And, and you actually made a comment to the effect of S- Susan is not, I don't want to say irritating because that's not the word you use, but it, basically Susan was not irritating you. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, there was one, oh, I can't remember. I think it was the, it, one of the, um, keys of Marinus episodes where I had a splitting headache <laughs> and I could not take it. Yeah. I think it was one of those that I like started it by saying like, guys, I have a splitting headache. I'm going to power through this or whatever. And like, she screamed like throughout the entire episode. And I'm just like, Susan, <laughs> I can't take you right now. Like I absolutely, um, I do kind of, I do, I do like Susan though, but she just, you know, I, I think that's just probably how they wrote her character. Agreed. Scream again, a lot. That's what that, that was the time you needed yeah. a damsel in discre- distress and she was that. Yeah. So, and, um, but Ian and Barbara are just, whew, I love them so much. I can't take it. They've like climbed my companions list of favorites. That, yeah. you know, and, and that is so cool that you coming from New Who mm-hmm. have been able to connect all the oh. way back to the very beginning. Man, they are the best. I, I'm, I'm going to see how the, their story pans out. And if they do not kiss soon, I'm going to throw something at my, t- I'm going to break my TV. Just, I'm throwing that out there. Okay. Cause right. I just really want them to get together. And it's just, man, they are really <laughs> not giving me anything to work with. <laughs> so to prevent, well, let's just say this has been a wonderful, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, and one more wonderful or absolutely fantastic conversation. You are absolutely welcome back here anytime. Uh, we ought to get oh, you, you on uh, for an episode when Clarence and Lee and I are all on. Uh, that would be yeah. fun. So we ought to that do that really sometime uh, in the future. But thank you on behalf of all of us for coming back on. This was so much fun for me. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you. And for anyone listening, if you enjoyed this conversation and are also Walking Dead and Game of Thrones fans, we also have an episode of Discussing Comics going out this same day as this episode. So check that out. And again, thank you. And I will be back in a moment to wrap up. 
thanks everyone for listening. We appreciate your time. We appreciate you listening. We look forward to connecting with you on Facebook. And also, please subscribe to this show and let others know about the show. Share the show. And we definitely appreciate it. So on behalf of everyone here at the Discussing Network, thank you again for joining us. And we will be back next time. You've been listening to The Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre, they've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription. And you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song. And they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful voices, Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant. The list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way. Free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussing who. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L dot com slash discussing who. Also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that?